Turn on Jason PJ. Oh, here we go. Yep. The Jason PJ Podcast. How's everyone holding up going into another weekend of lockdown? <laughs> uh, are you asking it so we can ask you? Because I feel like you just nearly cried in that song. <laughs> you good? I made a tea. I don't often make tea. Are you okay? I'm bored. I'm. <laughs> yeah, do, do you know what? The most dangerous Jason is the bored Jason. Oh, just, you know, just going into another week. Do you know what? And it's coming up with different ways of feeling enthused and excited. And I think you kind of get really tired of the same old things you tell yourself. You're like, okay, and right, also, we've got through that. Cool. Now what? In the past, I've connected with a lot of friends in other states. but and Yeah, because that's what kind of got you going through the first lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, and I'm not trying to be rude, but I just... I don't want to hear from anyone outside Victoria. At you the don't moment. do well with FOMO, that's why. Yeah, and I just str- I ju- it's not their fault. I just genuinely don't think anyone outside Victoria understands what it's like down here at the moment. You know, mm. um, what what? <laughs> no, I don't want to say it. I feel bad. No, no go, go on. on, go go on. on. Just say you mustn't have very good friends because my friends out of state yeah. are so really empathetic, good. and they my friend. Mm. Some of my friends are more upset than I am. They're yeah. like, "Are you okay? Oh my god, I'm so worried it about must you." Be so hard. All of them volunteering right. to spend time with me virtually at the moment, like trying I to support agree. me. And yeah. I kind of like the escape that you get when you do talk to them. Yes. It's kind of like, okay, well, let's talk about real life. Yes, actually. exactly. Cool. Thanks, guys. I got shit friends. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Just try for some quality time. Quality. Also, um, all eyes now are on Dan Andrews of when this thing's going to lift mm. because there was a stage there yesterday where I thought he's going to extend the lockdown because were numbers down at testing sites? Yes. Yeah, so I think it was on Tuesday this week he came out and said there'd been a 17% drop in testing numbers and they were saying, look, we can't slow down on testing because it's going to slow down us being able to reopen stuff. We need to have a clear picture of what's going on in the community in terms of cases. And then what did everyone do after Daddy Dan made a threat? They went out and got tested. Oh. Testing numbers were through the roof yesterday. Good. Yeah, well, but lockdown, love- it's going to keep going. It's very he did the parent a- threat. I will turn this lockdown car around right now <laughs> if you don't get tested. Do you want me to turn around? <laughs> we're driving to easy of restrictions. I'll do a U-turn right now, Melbourne. And then boom, all of a sudden. Didn't you dare take off your door? Did your dad take your door off one day? No. Not the car door? No. Bedroom door? No. I'm pretty sure you've told me that story before. You're making up stories. No, you, he took your sister's door off. <laughs> yes, he took my sister's door off. <laughs> Did he threaten her and she didn't think he was going to go through with God, it? You were in panic then, weren't I you? I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I've got three older sisters yeah. and I remember your dad used to be, don't bloody lock that door, Letitia, when you've got your boyfriend staying over. And he said, if you keep locking the door, he's going to take it off the hinges. And I remember coming home from school one day and there was bedroom doors in the front front yard just sitting there on the grass. I'm like, bloody hell. That's classic. He was serious. In fact, that's one of the many fun things about being a parent, just the empty threats. Uh, Do you threaten your kids? Of course he does. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, like in a friendly way. Like well, remember, Felix was we were driving along Beach Road one day and he kept bloody hitting the back of the seat with this mm. toy. And I said, if you do that again, I'm going to throw it out the window. And Lou's like, no, you're not. That costs like $10 from Kmart. I only bought it yesterday. And I was so angry, I grabbed the toy and I threw it out. But remember, it hit a cyclist because it was Beach Road. So I bet that win. was intentional, Jason. No. I- <laughs> Don't act like it was a mistake. Yeah. Oh, whoops. So the kids were being very well behaved. I just saw a cyclist coming up from behind. Jason. I was like, Give me toy. I'm joking. 13106. <laughs> 131065 is our number. Have your parents or you yourself followed through with a threat? I'm sure 
Someone I know's parents made them have soap in their mouth. Stop making up I'm these stories. I'm not making up stories. It's true. Because they were saying naughty things. Like, I think they were swearing, and they actually made them eat soap. And the kid couldn't get away because there was no door <laughs> on their bedroom. This is Jace and PJ. It's one of the many joys about being a parent. Well, threatening your children. If I threw out, like, if I actually threw out the iPads, the amount of time I said I was going to throw them out, <laughs> I would have... You'd be a very poor man. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Uh, Joanne, morning. Good morning. Was this your parents who did this to you, or was this you doing it to someone else? Oh, no, this is my parents doing it to me. Mm. Uh, they, um, I was being a little shit, um, <laughs> and they threw me in the, chicken, in the chicken coop. They actually locked me in the chicken coop <gasps> with 16 other chooks. How oh, my you? God. How old were you? They all would have been pecking at you, wouldn't they? Yeah. There were, oh, I was about 13, so I was, in my, I was, you know, a teenager, and I was... You know, picking on my sister, yeah, and right. uh, you know they kept warning me, and I said, "Oh no way, they wouldn't do it," and well, they did. To be fair, that'd be pretty terrifying, especially if you had a bird phobia. God, I'm even going to run with that today if the kids misbehave. What? Where have you got a chicken coop? No, that'll be the first part of the threat. We'll get a chicken coop, <laughs> and you know what'll happen if we get the chicken coop? You'll go in the chicken exactly. coop. Exactly. <laughs> well, you've got to get the chicken. So I've got like three threats before I even get there. Uh, Amanda, morning. When did they go through with the threat? Hi, how are you? Doing no, this was, I'm the mum, I did it to my son. So I was a single mum and, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, but my son wanted this Star Wars gun. And I saved up for about two months and thought, okay, there you go. And he absolutely loved it, like went to bed with it, slept with it. And then I kept saying to him, don't point it at me. You know, we can play, but I don't want the yeah. gun pointed at me. I don't Fair like point. it, don't like guns. Yep. He kept doing it. I said, if you do it again, I'm going to put it in the bin. He did it again. I snapped it over my leg and put it in the bin. And he sat at the window looking at the bin, crying for days. Man, that is badass. Only six you days. Snapped it on your leg. The garbo would have come along after six. And been snapped like, it, yep. Just put my knee up and snapped it right across my leg in front oh. of him and said, that's what you get. You don't point things and you listen to someone when they say no. Bloody Some hell. real Kill Bill moves there. I feel like I'm in trouble in Amanda's <laughs> mind. I haven't even done anything yet. Bloody hell. All right, 131065 is our number. Uh, have you or your parents gone through with the threat? Hello, Kayla. What happened with you? Hi, guys. So um, my mum did a, you know, I'll take you to the orphanage for your naughty, and one day I was just being a little terror, and she cracked it, and uh, at 6 o'clock at night she made me pack my bag, put my dressing gown on, and we drove to what I thought was an orphanage at the time. I was only like 6 or something like oh. that. And she got me out of the car. She made me stand in the driveway of this place, whatever it was, and slowly backed the car up. Um, obviously, I was standing there screaming, crying, and she let me back in, and then we went home. What was the actual place? Um, I can't remember because I was so young. I, and obviously, just full of tears. I, I looked it up years later, and I can't find it. Yeah. no idea. But in it, my mind, it was an orphanage. Oh, Does it matter? I was just interested to know what it was. <laughs> Everyone I could, wanted to know. I could just see PJ trying to do that with her kids. <laughs> And your kids will be like, Mum, it's a KFC. Like, this isn't an orphanage. It's quite obvious. That's harsh, man. Wow. That's harsh. Do you remember when I told the kids we were on that family holiday down the Gold Coast? I said, you keep this up. I'm going to take you to the police station. That's right. And I drove to Broad Beach Police Station. And all the kids want to do was, oh, this is exciting. That man's got a gun. Can we go on a tour? <laughs> Jason PJ in the morning.